welcome to the Climate Wise Agriculture podcast. I am Anika, your host. Cambodia is a fascinating country, a place of ancient temple wonders, a place that still bears the wounds of a horrific past, and a country full of people who have an indomitable spirit to create a bright future for their country. Today I met with Van Chai, a young Cambodian man who is fighting for climate action in a country that greatly feels the impacts of droughts and poverty. It is a country that also has one of the highest rates of deforestation in the world, a subject that my guest today feels very strongly about. So on a hot and humid Cambodian evening, Sitting next to a koi fish pond and drinking coconut shakes, Van Chai describes to me how climate change is impacting his country and what him and other young people are doing to solve this problem. Firstly, thank you for agreeing to do the Climate Wise Agriculture podcast. Do you want to start by telling me a bit about yourself? My name is Wan Chai. Yes, I'm a network coordinator at the Cambodia Climate Change Network. That this network we uh, create for building capacity of NGO working on climate change in mm. Cambodia, especially for the local NGO that work with community people in the countryside. Okay. That we to make sure that they have enough capacity on climate science, on climate change adaptation, and disaster risk reduction. Okay. Yeah, to ensure that they effective work in the community. Yeah. And also this network is uh, a platform for advocacy, for raising a common voice, our civil society organization, on mm. climate change, to advocate to government policy or government project on impacted to environment or climate change in Cambodia. Yeah. And also we always have a campaign or a regional workshop before the COP negotiation. Okay. It sounds like very important work. Yeah, <laughs> this is my work, but I just start for this position, like I say, you, that I just yes. start for, for a month. But for my background, and I think uh, I'm good at working with young people in yeah, Cambodia wonderful. to uh, respond to climate change and uh, to empower them to take concrete action to respond yes. to the issue. So the, the last organization was Youth Resource Development Program, was yes. that right? Yes. <laughs> so can you tell me about that program? Um, for the judicial development program, especially for my project, that I used to work with Youth Movement for Climate Change Response project, that uh, I'm a project officer, that um, we provide just uh, opportunity to learn about climate change, mm. so learn clearly the what is climate change, climate science, the climate impact, and um, impacted people, especially in Cambodia, because we want you to see that the real impact of climate change is now in our community, yes. not in outside our country. Yeah. Because when we talk to you about climate change, they stream to the Philippines, to Vietnam, to another country, because they don't believe that climate change is impacted by in, in our country. Oh, really? Yes. Because they think that we don't have strong storm that kill mm. thousands of people, like in the Philippines or in other country. Okay. But what they forget is climate change is killing people by drought, by flood in our mm. country as well. Okay. Yes. And also we believe that youth 
or people, everyone can take action when they understand it deeply on the issue. Yes. yes. So, so, when we talk about climate change in Cambodia, what actually is happening? What is changing in the climate here? Is it drought and flood? In Cambodia, um, for the most impact by climate change is drought for now. Okay. Yes, because people we don't have um, water, not even for do farming, but for drinking as well. Oh. From year to year, people they don't have water to drink, mm. and so it really impacts to their health, to their li- their lives, and they cannot do farming. So Cambodia is. A con- agricultural country mm-hmm. that uh, around 85% of people are farmers. But can you imagine if we don't have water even to drink? Mm-hmm. And it really hard uh, and harder every year, especially for the last year. It really strong and we don't have our dry season, we have six months, mm-hmm. but it's longer than around seven or eight months. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for people. And also because in Cambodia we are a developing country, all we call poor country, we don't have enough ability to respond to climate change. Mm. One, we we talk, we uh, sing about knowledge, skill, and the climate finance. That yes. we 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 have to adapt to uh, raise awareness of people and build capacity to people. Uh, respond to, to the, the climate change. Yes, and do you think there is a good understanding about climate change in the, the general population? Do they understand how the climate is changing or are they taught this in school? Mm-hmm. We used to have uh, a research in 2010 that conducted by the Ministry of Environment about the people's perspective on climate change. Mm-hmm. and. They, they saw that people, they, they feel that climate change is affecting them, but they don't know what is climate change. They feel that they cannot do anything for respond to climate change, and some people, they don't care sometimes. Okay. Yes, because um, in Cambodia, people, when we talk about climate change, it's, it's really new for them sometimes. They know only it's hot, it's cold, it's storm, it's raining. But they don't really understand what is climate change, what the root cause, what the impact. Yeah. And if we, um, I remember that, um, not remember, but now, uh, government they include the climate change into the trend education curriculum in mm-hmm. the school, and but it still needs more effort for mm-hmm. that because. Um, Based on my experience, I work with thousands of young people in Cambodia, especially for the youth in the university level. Mm. They don't know about the climate change. Okay. Yes, they, they feel that. Uh, they, they used to tell me that when I study in school, I also study about climate change, but I don't really understand because sometimes um, it's about program, it's about the lesson in the school. It's different from the NGO or we work on climate change sometimes that make usually hard to understand about climate change. And climate change can be such a difficult topic too. It's, you know, it's a lot of science. It's it's very difficult to understand sometimes, you know, how that's changing, how that impacts our communities. Mm -hmm. So that's wonderful that it is being taught in schools now and in universities. 
And so when people come to um, you know, the youth organisation and wanting to learn about climate change, why, why are they coming? Are they concerned about their future or concerned about jobs? They, when they, the, the first time that they arrive mm. for my training or my program of climate change, they, they, they feel that they, they can learn a lot from, mm. from the, what they should have known before. Because when I, I, I want them to reflect to, to their community, to, to farmers, to mm. their parents, because mm. most everyone comes from Robin, so they, they affect it. And sometimes they say that, well, I know it's in a, when I was young, the better the climate is changed, but I, I really don't care about that sometimes. Mm. Mm. And you do work with forests too, yeah. yeah, which is really interesting. So can you describe to me, because I've never been to a Cambodian forest, mm -hmm. what is so special about it when you go there? What, what do you see? Mm -hmm. In Cambodia, forestry is really sensitive issue. Mm -hmm. Yes, in Cambodia. Because uh, honestly, in Cambodia we have a lot of forest. Even we are losing a lot of forest, but this is still a lot in our country, especially for in the Prelang, in the Batanakiri, Marukiri, we still has forest. If we protect, it's not too late for them. And has a good view. It's it really good for tourists or eco-tourists because uh, some place, that, um, some community, they transform themselves to eco-tourism community and really has strong support from people, but uh, for this uh, this time, it's uh, attract foreigner for visiting their community and they can survive. You know, some place they change from cutting tree for sale to protect tree for tourism. Mm -hmm. So that's really beautiful. Yeah. But um, what is our concern is we want just to understand clearly what is the reality also. Forestry management in Cambodia, because when we talk about climate change, people they have to understand. But to make sure that they are interested to join our program, we have to divide to another topic like environment, one topic, plastic bag, and forestry and climate change adaptation. So it's really easy to understand. Yeah. Yes. So for forestry as well, we want them to see what the reality of forestry management. We are not only in the training, we expose them to the forest. We stay in the forest for five days or seven days in the forest. Mm. And we, we let them to see, to meet local authority that has authority to protect forest, to discuss together what has happened or what is their concern or their idea on the forest management. They discuss with them. Also, we don't meet only the local authority, we meet with the community that work with forestry management that they work closely with forest and sometimes they, they spend a lot of time in the forest protection and also we go to see go to the forest and we see the uh, everything which is sometimes it's sad to see that a lot of trees was cut down and sometimes we see the the company that government provides land concession to the company in the forest. In for land concession in Cambodia, Cambodia is very different from other countries. We provide land concession to the company 
to invest, but not really invest. They invest on cutting fees for staff in the land that they get from the uh, government. And sometimes, not sometimes, uh, in our law, government can provide the concession land in the forest, like on the on the land that don't have forest or has a um, small amount of forest, they can uh, provide to the company. Okay. But here, we provide land concession on the, the forest, on the big forest. That's why is it become um, cutting legally. Mm. We can transport and do mm. it legal for the cutting tree, and it's really hard for protecting. Yeah. And also, it's also a good time for learning because some information about forest is is like they don't say publicly. Sometimes mm. what happened in the forest. Just sometimes they don't understand how many people was arrested, how many people was threatened, and how many people was killed. And then we, they go to forest and they see, um, they listen to the community people to talk about their effort. Sometimes when they work for salary in Phnom Penh, but they work for free. They work for only for have food to eat in the forest and they can protect forest. Sometimes just they feel that feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. For doing nothing for protecting forest, and sometimes when they know clearly about what happens, some people they feel scary about mm-hmm. forest protection mm-hmm. because some forest activists was killed. It's it's very good that we're um that you're bringing people to the forest to actually show them you know the natural landscapes and what's happening there because it is such an important issue in Cambodia and a lot of people I speak to in Cambodia who you know they probably don't work in the agriculture field and they don't understand climate change so much they they all tell me oh it's it's very bad that we are cutting down the forests in mm-hmm. Cambodia and the, it is becoming more hot because we are cutting down the forests and they seem to understand that link between yes. the forests and the climate which yes. was really interesting to me yeah because uh, since I was young in school we think about this mm. it's that uh, when we plant tree we provide oxygen or we cut it it will become hotter and the branding will be changed it's like this okay yes but but uh, but the term of what climate change is very new in Cambodia. Right. Yeah. Because so perhaps they understand the concept of what's yeah. happening, but it's the term. Yes, because yeah. the, the first the first um, that the, this term right in Cambodia we change. There's two two translation. The first one we call Cambodia or we change to officially to Cambodia Like it's very changed. Yeah. And. <clears throat> Based to the report that um, Ministry of Environment conducted in 2010, that um, people they, they, they tell clearly that climate change because of cutting tree. Mm. This is the, the root cause of climate change. So it's it really not true, but also true as well. Okay. Yes, because they forget about emission, but they at least they know about the tree. But for the forestry as well, uh, last year, uh, not last year, in the COP21 in Paris, mm-hmm. the government, they commit again, officially commit in the Paris that they will protect forests and plant more trees in the forest to reach 60% of 
our plan. Okay. Yes, to cover because you know, in Cambodia we use has seven more than seventy percent cover in the country, so wow. it's really big. Yes. But now, government they say that now we has around fifty percent. Okay. But some report our NGO we think that around twenty or something. Uh, so that's a big difference between you know someone saying we have fifty percent of forest yeah. cover and someone saying we've only got twenty percent. Yes, but officially it's from government is fifty percent around fifty. Okay, but right. it's not. Sometimes it's not really. So for me, I don't really believe on that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I when we go to the forest and we listen to people in the community, we really understand that forestry management is really. For the need commitment and it more safety and to change the way of working. Yes. You know, government start protecting forest since the forest from seventy percent to twenty or thirty percent. So okay. it's really losing. Yes. When we are working to protect it, mm. we has our local authority. We has um, department on. Forestry administrative to work on uh, forest, and now they change to being uh, responsible to the ministry of environment. Mm. We take a lot of support, but sometimes we we cross out um, lost commitment. <laughs> right. Sometimes, yes. And so I'm quite interested in the rural communities and the, the farming side of things. So, do farmers use the forest to graze their animals, to graze livestock, cattle, things like that? Do farmers take their cattle to the forest, like to their livestock, to eat the grass in the forest? Oh. Yeah. People in in the <clears throat> when we meet people in the community in the forest, mm. they they tell us that what they dream about forestry management. They don't want the forest to become more, more. They don't dream about more forest in their community. They just want to keep it to survive themselves, to live. Because every day they can go to um, forest and get uh, forestry product to sell for supporting themselves and family. Some people they don't do farming. They just depends on the forest. So when the forest gone, they will die. That's why they, they, they take a lot of effort. Even sometimes, government low effort or don't have effective forestry management, but people they have strong effort. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful that people feel so strongly about the forest. Yes. And so often you hear that you know the forest is like the lungs of the body. They mm -hmm. you know they breathe and you know they give us oxygen so other life can mm -hmm. exist. So if we remove the forest, then it does terrible damage to our communities and our health as people too, mm -hmm. as well as we lose important species, forest animals disappear as well. Mm -hmm. And one more thing, I think that it's important as well for government to say. I think that um, for now, government they try to educate people in the community to understand about the law, mm. our forestry law and the benefit of forest and uh, how we can protect the forest, like something like that. And I think this is really important because in the community they don't they don't understand about the law so much. They sometimes they work because they love forest and they think that forest is very important to their life. But training or 
educating people uh, about the law is very important. Also, because for now, uh, because forestry is sensitive issue and world looking issue, everyone looking to the forest and every day. So, the cut the way of the cutting tree is different from before the chain. Before they cut publicly, like the from company or from the the big truck that they transport. But now, so the broker or the logger they they provide some money to people and people go to cut tree and sell to them. So it changed. Mm. When government take action, take action to people, and people they they want, they protest. Because they say that oh I just cut tree for support my life or something like that, so it's very difficult situations. Yes, and one more thing, because I went to a lot of community like like uh, I went to Ratnakiri, um, Madurakiri, and Prelang Province in Kapungthom Province, Prelang Forest, and the concept of people is different for the way that government work for education. They said that some some uh, community they need more education, but some strong community like Prelong, they Prelong and in Ratanakri Madurakri they said that I want government to take action on local authority that don't stop cutting tree. Okay. Not me because yes. I know the law. I know the law. I love. Forest and I protect for yes. So it should be more focused on your timber, not yes. me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I feel awake for that for, from community people because we, we always think that all oh, people they don't have they don't know the law, no one educate them, they have a low education, so sometimes need more education on the law. But they, they said like this to me. They said that I know about this and I take a lot of effort. I want government to focus on that timber. Yes, and I think with when you live so closely with the forest and you understand it, maybe you don't even need someone to tell you this is you know this yeah. is educating you. They know this already yeah. because <laughs> they live it, they breathe it, they see it every day. Yes, but I also understand that uh, people who are you know they are poor people, they can be quite desperate, and if they can cut down the forest and yeah. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, yes, poor people they can become desperate, so they you know they cut down the forest so they can feed their family or you know sustain their community. And one of the other poor sectors is the farming sector. We often hear that farmers you know they're not well off, and that climate change impacts are affecting them very largely. Mm-hmm. So can you describe to me um, just briefly about farming in Cambodia and perhaps how climate change is impacting farmers here? Mm-hmm. Then you talk about um, how climate change impacts them. I can uh, tell you about the overview of the agriculture issue in Cambodia because uh, we depend on agriculture. But people, we don't have skill on agriculture. People, they do agriculture depends on the rain. If it's rain, they plant rice or they plant another crop. But it's no water, there's no rain, they cannot do anything. Also, we have irrigation system that to support water for people. But our water system has water only raining season. 
So after two weeks or a month after the rainy season, all the taste gone. So it's it's like basically depends on the the um, the rainy or depends on the natural climate. Yes. yes. And also not only drought but also flood as well. When some people they don't they don't care about climate change. When uh, they, they have water, they plan right, and they don't know that the flood will be coming. So when the flood arrives, everything is gone. After the flood, they plan right, but the dry season again is everything is gone again. And people, they they are poor in the community because our farmer here is not the. Uh, the same for another country that farmer they are rich people they have a lot of land to uh, do farming but they are poor sometimes they have a loan from microfinance mm-hmm. or from the bank that very high interest so how they can support themselves when everything is gone mm-hmm. how they can pay back to the loan or to the bank mm-hmm. it's really impacting and also People, when they people, they, they don't believe on the burning system. Sometimes, like in Cambodia, we also have burning system, but our burning is not really clear. It means that for this for today, they said that everywhere will rain. We get raining, but some some area as little, some area is strong, some area will be lightning or um, strong wind or storm, but don't know where. Which part? Okay, so the weather forecast is yes. not accurate. Yes, oh. that is must it? make it very difficult for farmers when they want yes. to plant or they apply fertilizer. Yes, you know when I was young, when I look at the TV, I see the TV and the time that the, the weather forecast, I never care about that yeah. because I see that when I talk to my mother. They said that today is raining, but no. When I was young, I said today is no, no. My mom said that um, our province is not really small, so they they always say like that. Oh, okay. It's not raining in our area, but also another area in our province. So don't care about that. Just saying, the channel. People, the first people they don't like to to uh, follow the weather forecast, but the way that we we we. We work on that is not make people trust. Sometimes they say that we be raining, but it's not raining. So people they, they they cannot believe on that. No. That's why they don't care. Yes. And when they don't care, really impact to their mm. life. It's and until now, I think until now people they, they some people they change, but only high educated people that they have Facebook because government work a lot on Facebook. But how people in community they have Facebook to like take of ministry yeah. of water. Yeah. Goodness. So that that's why people they don't care on that. And make them flee the country to work in the, the country. Like in Thailand or in Malaysia. Right. Yes, having the weather forecast is so important and yes. as farmers in Australia we rely on that so heavily mm. to know you know, how to farm. Yeah. We always are looking at the weather forecast. Yes. One more thing, let, yes. let me catch you. In the report that, that in t- uh, 2010 from Ministry of Environment, they said people they said that uh, some some people said 
I know the flood when the flood arrives. And some people they know that this area flood has flood when the flood is gone. So people they don't know, they don't care everything on that. They know um, their community will fast drought, but only when the drought arrives that they know. Okay. They don't they don't have prepare everything on that. Also, I think that it really impacts because of our ability and climate finance, like I see you, that in our country is agricultural country. It should, to myself, I think that it should be ready, or we should be have more skill than other country, because we work on that since I was born or for a long time. But now we still have another advice from other country for improving our system. Yes. Also. Climate change is not included to community investment plan. So how we can respond to climate change is climate change is it's far from community investment plan. They investment they they, they work only like uh, building uh, road, building uh, everything, but not climate response. They they don't care about climate change. Sometimes some road just build only two months or three months is destroyed by flood. So it really wasted matter. Right. Yeah. Well, I think one of the most important things is the climate response. Yeah. We know climate change is happening now. So how do we actually adapt to it and mm-hmm. actually make sure that we are have resilient and sustainable communities? Yeah. And so, for example, this week I've been working out at the Cambodian Agricultural Institute. Mm-hmm. On my maize trials, and it has just been so hot. And every afternoon, you know, I'm out there with my Cambodian workmates, and you know, it's very hot. And I think if the temperature is projected to increase even more, what is going to happen with the farmers and people who work outdoors? Because it's going to start affecting people's health. And, yeah. um We don't want people collapsing in rice paddies and things. So. How are farmers adapting to climate change? Here, yeah. But the way that uh, people they adapt, they have different ways mm. and different group, different type. Because we have ministry of agriculture that has support for agricultural work, especially support people. But the work is very far from people. Do you know? I'm from community and from poor family as well. Since I was young until now, I never see officer from Ministry of Agriculture to work in my community to tell people about that. So that's why people they don't care about everything. And for now, when you go to community and also in your area, because we have NGO to support to work to educate them, to support them, digital support or financial support for climate smart agriculture or something like that. But in other province, it's not like that. It doesn't have any NGO to work. People they don't know everything. One solution that they do is going to abroad for work. Okay. They don't care about climate change or because for now, like in my province, in my village, when they went there, people they start don't care about planting rice because they they believe that planting rice cannot support themselves to live. They have to work. If they don't have work in the The place, that place in the village, they have to go to Kampung or go to another country. Mm-hmm. But 
Because now we see, I think that uh, many NGO or CBO they work a lot on climate change adaptation in the community. That they start uh, providing training or capacity building to people to understand what the climate change or how climate change impacts them. Because they are impacted, but don't really understand about that. So um, after they understand that, they have also provide them to think about what they can do to respond to that. They want to work to respond to climate change or they want to go to another country like uh, they are far away from family or sometimes it's not secure for them. So um, they provide the agricultural skill like uh, planting vegetable, like uh, planting rice, but it's new technique or uh, it's, um, smart. it's smart that can adapt to climate change too, especially for the drought. Not flat here. Yeah, we focus on drought. So they start from education. One family or one group that has commitment to change, and other people they will follow when this success. Okay. Yes, I think it's essential just organization. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the young people that I'm meeting out at the Cambodian in the yes. Agricultural Institute. They are saying they came from a farming family, but their parents said, do not study agriculture, do not be a farmer like me, farming is too difficult, I don't want you to end up like me. And I thought that was really interesting, <laughs> and I keep on hearing this from young people, that everyone tells them, don't study agriculture, don't work in this field. <clears throat> You know what's my dream? <laughs> my dream, I want to work in the community. Yes. Because when I was young, I saw some um, some people, they come to my community and they work for educating people, not only agriculture, but uh, on the hill, um, uh, like women or something like that. But they also work on agriculture, when, but for NGO, not government. I tell my mom, I want to be like that. I want to come to community and work because I think that, well, I, I think I don't think about agriculture, but I, yes. I believe to myself that I can come to have my community or mm. for something better. But my mom said that you don't work on that. I'm farmer, I work on farmer a whole life, so you have to go to study and work for another mm. subject. Because also, my mom told me that if you study high education and you come back to the forest, uh, come back to the village to work on agriculture, you are not good person. <laughs> yeah, they believe like this. So what I choose when I come uh, to study in the university, I have to change my major. But I still think of that. When I study in year three, I realize, I realize myself that I have to go to community. I had to work on NGO. I had to work for climate change or environment to ensure that I can come back to my community. And I start volunteer for climate change. So I start volunteers in 1913, uh, 2013. Yes. yes. So until now, I work on climate change and environment. That's why many people, until now as well, people are still seeing that. Well, I'm so glad you are working on climate change because it's so important and Cambodia needs more people yeah. like you. My goodness. Yeah. Also, and um, now, as we, we uh, 
and it provides you some opportunity to learn and people they can understand about that. It's time for advocate because they have no leg, they has they they have a voice to speak out. Because before if you want them to advocate they don't know what to advocate. Yes. But now people they, they start advocating. Especially for the forest and environment here. Because there's a lot of use scope to work on environment and forestry management. And there's a lot of strong group to advocate to government but the lesson or not is their business, not us. At least we can voice out. Also we have we, we, we believe on our youth group because they have strong commitment. Sometimes they get threatened, sometimes they are arrested, but they still enjoy working on death because they think about the importance of forest, importance of our people's life, not about their fear. Yes. So I think if a young person listens to our interview and they think, wow, climate change is very important, it's very important to look after the forest, but it's such a, a big issue. What what can I do about it? What would you tell that young person? <clears throat> Good question. <laughs> and many people ask me because um, it's not pleasant to you. I always talk to media, talk to radio and newspaper sometimes. And also I am a speaker in the training. But what I never tell them what to do. I just want them to know clearly what has happened and start thinking yourself what you should start. Because the real solution should be from your mind, not what I said. Because sometimes what I said is, is what I want to do or what I can do, but not what you can do with. Yes. But I also want them to think about uh, the some way that they can work from now, like educating more people. Because now, many people they know, but Millions of people they don't understand, they don't care. Especially our government, sometimes they not really focus on that. So <clears throat> they can start from understanding themselves and start more to educate more people. Don't need to go to community, that's okay because we are young people, they can educate for the youth group in Plumping or for high educated people that it really effective because they are high educated, they have knowledge, so they can add more knowledge to them, they can share more. So the, the, the good thing that we can understand and we can share. And the way we can share it personally, we, we and also now we have a group, they create new group. Then uh, some people, they, they, they create like a volunteer program for climate education, for use for forestry protection or something like that. So what I tell you is working in the group and working in partnership. Because you cannot work alone to achieve everything. You need to need other people and other issues to work together to, to, to ensure that we have a strong voice. Because when, when I say alone, it's not really interesting. But when million people talk about this, they will understand. Also, it's time about understanding, time about educating, and time about advocacy. Because when they know what's wrong, what is right, and what we need, we have our boy. Especially we have strong boy now because when we have uh, active like uh, an event or activity about the forest and um, environment, climate change, many people start interested. Especially young people, but high educated people, they interested. So 
we have a strong way we should write our uh, we should voice out to make our government our relevant stakeholder they rely our voice they said at least we can they can know what we need and what our idea they accept or not accept this their business yes and also for now uh, we want to push our society especially for political party to put climate change to their political agenda but this year will be election and last, uh, next year will be national election yeah. we think that it's a too short time for mm-hmm. us but for the next mandate we have that climate change will be the political agenda so it will be sensitive and many people will focus on that yes yes yeah that's wonderful and that's really great advice too and i and i totally agree with you i think every individual has their own skills and knowledge and you know capabilities on how to tackle climate change so that's really inspiring <laughs> what you've described there and that was my interview with who is really making a difference. I hope you enjoyed this ClimateWise Agriculture podcast and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.